We'll just draw our attention quickly to uh, some words in our first reading here from St. Paul to the Ephesians. And he actually uh, addresses the issue of slaves. He speaks to slaves. Uh, and he tells them to actually be obedient to their masters. And uh, some might ask, well, you know, does the Bible promote slavery? Uh, for sure, the church right now is very clear that slavery, <laughs> the institution of slavery is contrary to human dignity, to the good of the human person. Uh, Paul is, is not saying slavery is a good thing, but I think if we can kind of unpack what he's doing here, we, we learn a life lesson, quite uh, a quite important and pretty amazing uh, life lesson. Put things in context, slavery in ancient Rome was pervasive. It was a huge, huge, deeply ingrained social institution. Um, there were... Uh, slave traders who would travel to foreign lands outside the Roman Empire and capture people, uh, kidnap people, and bring them back into the Ro- boundaries of the Roman Empire and sell them as slaves. Slaves also came from uh, whenever the Roman forces would overcome an enemy people. Oftentimes the people who lost that war would become enslaved. Um, and then also if there was people who who reneged on their debts and just never paid their debts, they and their children and their families as a whole could be sold as slaves, sold into slavery by the creditor. So those were the different kind of like feeding troughs through, you know, uh, where you'd find slaves, okay? Those were the, the channels through which slaves would be fed in the empire. And between a quarter and a third of the entire empire was uh, a population was slaves. So it's a, it a very, very big uh, system. And you're not going to take down an institution that big overnight, okay? And so you find in general, uh, our Lord himself, when he came, probably a third of his parables involve slaves, okay? He uses the whole idea and the institution of slavery as a metaphor and image and things like that. It doesn't mean that he approves of it, that he says it's a good thing. All right, so also with Paul. Jesus and the apostles uh, did not come to immediately overthrow and change this worldly social system, okay? But what they did is they came to change the hearts of men and women, and when those hearts would be changed, and people as a whole, and and society, little by little, like yesterday we talked about the the leaven that the woman hides in the measure of the dough, and little by little, in an unseen way, it kind of affects the whole batch. So also, the gospel is sown in a very subtle, gentle way into the hearts of men and women, Little by little, the Roman society became Christian, majority Christian. And then the institution of slavery really started to go down, uh, be decreased, uh, went, you know, as a result of Christianity. Uh, by the time you get to the uh, 800s and the 900s in Western civilization, slavery was almost unknown. Okay, and, and Christians were teaching against the institution of slavery itself. St. Thomas Aquinas teaches in his authoritative document, uh, the Summa Theologica, that uh, slavery is contrary to human dignity. But then we got, with the discovery of the New World in the 1400s and the 1500s, a big, whoo, suddenly slavery comes back on the scene, and there's all these debates about whether it's moral or not. And so for about 300 years, there's a big debate, lots of slavery is going on, of course, in relation to the Africans and the South Americans. Um, and uh, eventually, though, the gospel wins out and slavery is abolished in the 1800s in Europe and in America. 
So the gospel works indirectly in regards to this. Paul's not saying slavery is good. He's just not directly confronting it. Okay. In other places, in 1 Corinthians, for example, he says if you are a slave and you can get your freedom, go for it. Get your freedom. Okay. Uh, so he's not saying slavery is a good thing. But what he is saying is, at, given the fact that you're a slave, make your service to your master an opportunity to actually serve God. So you can take something as evil and as unfortunate as slavery, and you can turn it into something meritorious and, and of value before God for yourself. Okay? So that is a really remarkable lesson for all of us because you can think to yourself, now what situation in my life could there be, could possibly be as bad as slavery? Okay? And so whatever kind of situation you find yourself in where you feel like your freedom is taken away, you don't have a choice in the matter, some kind of illness has struck your family and you feel imprisoned by this thing, um, some kind of tragedy has hit you, this is not of your own choice. You feel like your freedom has taken away. If it were up to you, you'd choose to have it differently than how things are. Okay, so in, in a certain degree, you find yourself as a slave, confronted by unfortunate things in life. You know, I would have liked to have this, my life gone in this direction. Well, it turns out it's not. Okay, my life went contrary to my wishes. So there's a certain sense in which we're all slaves to misfortune and to suffering in our life. And so if these ancient Christians who found themselves as, as slaves could make good on that and take this evil situation and, and turn it into good for their own soul, for their own virtue, for their own growth, for their own getting closer to God, how much more so can we do that with the different situations in our life that we find ourselves in uh, that have robbed us, we might feel, of our freedom. So all things, no matter how evil they are in our life, can be turned around and, to be, and can be used for our salvation.